digestion is, it's all about minimizing decision fatigue. So it's basically like while everyone else is whining about having the same thing, like having leftovers for dinner, I'm like, yes, there's so many different levels to human design. And one of them is it shows us how we are designed to digest food and life. And my style of digestion in human design is called taste. What's up, love, and welcome back to the show. So when I just said that, I literally was thinking of you. Have you guys watched the show You? Um, you know, the main character, her name is Love. So that was funny. I never thought about that before. Anyways, what's up, love? Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be so juicy. You're going to love it. And I know you're going to love it because it's a repeat guest that I got so many messages about back when I released our original episode. Kelsey Abbott, human design expert. So her and I did an episode, I think it was back in January of this year. I know it's episode 148 because I actually looked it up so I could put it in the show notes. But she's back on the show and we're back talking about human design. But you know, this time we took it one step further and we dove into how to identify your personal style based on your human design. And when I tell you it's fucking juicy, it's fucking juicy because we really get into it and it's really just so good. So if you're like into human design and you're ready to go next level, this is definitely next level. We talk about G centers and sacral centers and the arrows and the chart, like all of these things. Like this girl lives and breathes human design and she does it in such a fun, playful way. And I think it's why her and I always have so much fun podcasting. And I have a funny story to tell you about us and how we met. And I wonder if she even remembers it. But first, I have to remind you, ladies, that this week is my Dump the Frump Three Steps to Effortless Style workshop on Wednesday, May 25th at noon Eastern Standard Time. So that's lunchtime for me and all my East Coast babes. And that's breakfast time for all my West Coast babes. So either we're going to start the day off with a bang or we're going to have the best lunch day ever. Hop on Zoom with me. It's virtual for an hour. I've already created the workshop, so I know it's good and juicy. I even have an Easter egg in there for you. A couple of them. And, and if you don't know what that is, you'll have to DM me. And it's going to be so fun. And when I say fucking effortless, it's effortless, okay? It's the easiest things that we can do to feel good in our bodies today. It's all about feeling good in our bodies today. I did a post last week, and I think I'm going to do a podcast episode on this next week. Style is not the reward for losing weight. It's not the reward for, you know, my kids are old and now I can focus on myself. It's not the reward for being young. It's not the reward for being rich. It's not the reward for being skinny. It's not the reward for working outside of your home. It's not the reward for any of that. Style is a tool that you get get to use on a daily basis to tap in to your highest self, to the power and to that energy that is truly you because you have so much more 
power than maybe you even give yourself credit for or that you tap into on a daily basis. I know that's why you're here because we're both trying to figure that out together on a daily basis and it literally fucking shifts daily, right? Everyone who I talk to all the time, even if they seem like they're doing amazing and even if they're one or two steps ahead of you in business or life or whatever that thing is, we all have those moments of self-doubt. And to me and to you too, style is the tool that you get to use to express yourself, to unlock your identity, reclaim your identity, and feel amazing every fucking day. And in this workshop, I am going to show you how to style clothes that I fucking guarantee you have. And you know how I know you fucking have them? Because I use my husband's t-shirt. So if you have a husband or you have a t-shirt, which you probably have one or the other or maybe even both, boyfriend, husband, spouse, partner, whatever that is for you, and or a t-shirt. So I try to make it as widespread as I possibly can. You will walk away knowing all my style tips and tricks to take any outfit from blah to badass, effortlessly, super easy, and how to have fun with it at the same time. My goal is to teach you simple, simple ways to get dressed so I can save you time every day with this, right? So I crunched the numbers on this. If I can save you five minutes a day getting dressed, taking away the anxiety from your closet, second guessing what you need to put on in the morning. At the end of the year, that's 30 hours. I'm going to go on a limb and say that if I save you five minutes a day in getting dressed and picking out your outfit, and then I give you another five minutes a day because you feel fucking amazing all day long and everything runs smoother, you're kinder to yourself and that inner mean girl voice is toned down so much so that you can focus, you can be creative and problem solve. Now I've got you to 60 hours a year what could you do with 60 hours a year? That's more than a week of a vacation. That's a week and a half of standard American vacation that we are used to. What could you do? That's 60 hours of pedicures, 60 hours of massages, 60 hours sitting on the beach, whatever that is. Think about this, ladies, and you'll be feeling amazing. Oh my God, so much. So save time, save money, feel amazing, take over the world. We're creating an army of amazing women, whatever that means for you, so that we can make the world a better place and impact the next generation, right? So join me Wednesday, May 25th at noon. It's a virtual workshop. A couple of people asked me, totally virtual. You're going to get to see the wallpaper in my closet. This is my first episode recording with the lips on the wall. I'm super pumped. I don't have all my clothes and shelving back in here yet, and I almost like just don't want to. But also, I would like to remember <laughs> where my clothes are in my house because I have a little bit of clothes in everybody's room. A little bit in my daughter's, a little bit in my son's, a little bit in my husband's, and I would like to have my babies back. So join me. Come experience the closet. Come experience some fun. Come meet other ladies who are just like you. We're squad. We're style squad. We're here to support, lift, and create impact together, not separately. And as always, everything I do is going to be a good time, right? So don't forget to sign up. The link is in the uh, show notes, like at the very top of the show notes. And you can go on Instagram 
Follow me at Katie Allen Stylist. There's a link in there. And if you're like, uh, just send me straight to the website, katiejuststyled.com backslash dump the frump. So now that we got that out, I have to tell you a super quick side note backstory about Kelsey and how, I'm sorry, my Google just keeps going off. That's like officially part of my podcast branding going forward. Like it just does it all day. So quick backstory about Kelsey and I, how we met and why, like if something still feels good to you to like trust your gut. So I don't know if she remembers this, but I do because it was a big growth moment for me and those stick out sometimes. I believe, I'm not sure exactly on this part, but I believe that her person reached out to me and was like, hey, Kelsey, come on your show. She does this. She's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. Would she be interested in doing a podcast swap? Because I love podcast swapping with other podcasters because I love interviewing other podcasters because, well, it's like a secret society that we're in. And just joking, but you know what I mean? And it's a great way to connect with each other's communities and provide value and impact. And her person got back to me and was like, she's not really interested in having you on the show right now. And my ego, of course, was like, why not? (laughs) Because I'm awesome. (laughs) But I still knew, like, I trusted this feeling in my gut that, like, I still want to have this human design conversation with her. So fuck it. If I'm not a good fit, I'm not a good fit. Like we're constantly preaching like, Hey, support me if it feels good. Right. And you have to just let your ego go sometimes. So I was like, cool. I respect that as a podcaster too, especially as I'm starting to create those boundaries within my own podcast. Long story short, she was on the show. We totally fucking hit it off. We had an amazing time together. The energy was so high vibe. It's one of the most downloaded shows um, that I ha- have, one of the episodes I have on the show. And she asked me to be back on her podcast. She did ask me <laughs> to be on the podcast. Now I'm going back on the podcast for the second time. She's back on my podcast for the second time. And you just never know. Always follow the breadcrumbs when something really intuitively feels good to you. So that's an amazing segue into today's episode because it is about learning to trust yourself. And that's really what creating your personal style is all about, is around trusting yourself around what you want to do, what makes you feel amazing and not anybody else. And it's about getting dressed for you so that you can reach your goals faster so that you can make more money. These are proven facts that women who are tapped into their personal style and have really good grooming habits and pay attention to their image make 30% more money. That sounds triggering and amazing. At the same time, I recognize that I personally like to internalize that as because I know for a fact I work from home by myself fucking five days a week for a fact that that's true because it builds the confidence inside of me and it makes me show up consistently to hit my goals. And it's not really because other people want to pay me more because I put on pretty lipstick. It's when I put on that pretty lipstick, I feel amazing. I'm willing to make the uncomfortable call. I'm willing to reach out and ask a friend. I don't, to help me do something that I don't know to do, I'm willing to reach out to someone that I think would be an amazing client and offer my services to them. That's what that lipstick does for me. So when I say that it helps you hit your goals faster and make more money, that's how I like to use this as a tool. 
So stay tuned. Amazing episode. Don't forget to go sign up for the workshop, katiejuststyled.com backslash dump the fromp. And make sure you tune back in for next week because it's going to be a super good episode. I'm going to not officially launch the name of the podcast, but I am going to share the name of the podcast, the intention, and fun things that are going to be happening on the podcast starting in June. So make sure you come back so you can be part of this journey with me because I've gotten so many emails and messages from so many of you supporting this and even saying, this is one of my favorite ones, that I inspired some of you to create change in your businesses, your brands, your life by being so open and honest around this process of rebranding the podcast and why. So make sure you turn tune in next week for all the juicy deets on what we're doing with that. And I'm going to take it another step further on why style is not the reward next week. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, enjoy this episode with Kelsey on how to create a signature style that is tapped into your human design. I will see you on the flip side. What's up, Kelsey? This is your second time on the show. I'm super excited. Um, Kelsey Abbott, human design extraordinaire. Going to go deeper into round two of this. Thank you for being here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this, Katie. When you were last on my podcast and then I booked this, it felt like it was like years away. And I'm like, like last week I was like, oh! I get to talk to Katie next week. It's finally here. Finally. That's so funny because I felt the same way. Was that like March or April? I can't remember, but May felt super far away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of going through this rebranding thing on the podcast and I want to get really clear and I only want to bring on people that I know that I love and that felt like, yeah, we'll do in a couple months. And seriously, it's like waiting for Christmas. It has been. <laughs> For some reason, I had it in my head like, oh, I've got to go do this episode on Katie's podcast before I have her back on my podcast, Was I, which I'm just realizing like I'm going to call myself on total bullshit on that. Like, what little rule was that, Kelsey? Yeah, you're coming back on the Find Your Awesome podcast again in the very near future, I hope. <laughs> awesome. I'd love to. That's so funny, the rules. I was just thinking... So I just finished up a styling training and I have homework that I kind of shit the bed on, but I got to the end of the month to finish it. And I was going through answering some of the questions and that happened to me today around the little rules. I was like, why so one of the questions triggered that? And I was like, why do I feel like I had to do this in chronological order? Like this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> why do we do that to ourselves <laughs> it's because we're so conditioned and you and me as manifesting generators we are so not here for that like we're here to bounce to bounce to bounce like from like step one to step 70 to like step six and that's just like we pave our own path mm-hmm. and yet we were trained so well so well. like by every teacher we ever had that you go step one two three you do everything in order Always. And then it's finally the waking up to like, wait, I don't have to. Like I can hear some people being like, I'm an adult. I get to choose the order of things to do. Uh, You just triggered a story that I haven't shared in my podcast, but it feels like it needs to come out right now. The I get to choose. So my 
daughter is not going to do anything in chronological order and you are not going to condition her the same way that we were so easily conditioned and I have to always come back to myself when I get the email from the school with the recommendations of what she should be doing or how things are not planning out to the way that they receive their funding based on their testing and I, I had the freak out moment and I had to go to my husband and be like, okay, just talk me through this. I am her parent. I get to decide. <laughs> He's like, yes, you get to decide if she does that. Because I'm such an innate rule follower, especially in a quote unquote authority like the school, that I'm like, no, I have to do what everything they tell me to do, even though I'm, I know it's not right for her. And it's like, I had, I need him to like, listen to me and tell me like, you don't have to follow the rules, Katie, if you know that's not the right thing. I find it so... Di- a couple things. Okay. One at a time that uh, only one thing can come out of my mouthful at a time though. And this is where I want to start. Those of us with defined G centers, we need to like talk it. We need to like say it out loud. And then we hear it ourselves. Like my just being like, we, and I had this rule. I'm just now realizing that you couldn't come on my podcast again until I'd been back on your podcast. Um, so there's that piece. And then what's the, oh, are you familiar with J- Gretchen Rubin's four types? Yeah. I'm an upholder. I'm a questioner. <laughs> so like the questioner is the person who's like, I'm like, I hear everything. I'm taking in the information and I need to question it until it becomes my belief. Mm-hmm. And once it's like, once I'm totally on board with it, I'm totally on board with it, but I will not blindly uphold anything. Oh. That's my work to be done. That's my deconditioning work. I am an upholder because I love outside validation. Um, So upholding historically has got me that. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Self-awareness. Yes. And I feel like that would make you such a good student. And yet everything you do now, Hmm. it's like, break the rules, break the rules, break the rules. It's true though. It's so true. Yeah. That was, but that was also kind of the deal I have with my parents too, was if I made good grades, then I could virtually get away with anything. Mm -hmm. As long as I just like kept my grades up, just that, that was the one thing that was like drilled in my head. So obviously that was just the priority, right? It was to like get good grades. And how do you get good grades? You listen to whatever the fuck they tell you to do. You fit into the box. Yeah. You did such a good job. Thanks. Pat myself on the back. Yeah. The gold star. <laughs> so juicy. Well, I am so glad you're here. And I wanted you to come back with us and go next level. So for the last time. So truth be told, and I, I don't even know if that's the segue for that. Your episode, our episode was one of the most downloaded episodes on the podcast. And yeah, so there's your gold star. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, I think human design is fascinating. I've always loved it because it. I love personality stuff because it helps me figure out about myself. And then I get to choose what pieces of that I want to work with or follow and things like that. But also, regardless if it was the most downloaded or not, I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or not, because I think we just had such a fucking good time, just a genuinely good time. And I think that really just came through on the podcast. So I wanted you to come back on and like, um, like one of my friends says, talk out of your heart with me (laughs) instead of our asses around 
human, what's the next layers of human design and then how we can work that into daily life habits like, oh, I don't know, getting dressed and learning to tap into your personal style so you can really start to self-express. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for this. And I'm so excited for like, yeah, Katie, I think we make delicious energy together. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah, this is why I just want to keep playing with you. And we both talked about it. I think it was on the actual episode when you were on my podcast about how like we're here to do things with the people that we really click with. Like yes. we, you and me make amazing stuff. So why don't we just keep making amazing stuff? Why do we have to like try doing things, creating things with people that it's kind of like, mm-hmm. that was nice. That was lovely. Oh, we can make epic shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. Talk about fitting into boxes and playing the roles. It's like, how many people can I reach out to? How many people can come on my podcast? How many podcasts can I get on? And let me just tell you, those are not your best podcasts. I've had so many podcasts. Once I got really clear on that, I actually recorded a podcast with someone else when after the fact and told them, you don't have to release it if you don't want to. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> and I love podcasting. And I think I'm actually pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> and I was like... It was just a bad episode. It was just a bad, it, we just didn't click. And then like, you always know, and then people come up with these, like, or they just ghost you and then they never release the episodes and like all these weird things. And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't have to do anything I fucking don't want to do. Like I didn't start this business to follow someone else's rules. No, again, you're such a like upholder who's like knocking at the glass on all the sides, just like, ready to shatter it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned Gretchen Rubin because one of my, um, well, she's my nutritionist that we kind of became friends and now we're both each other's clients. That was one of the first time I heard that she made me do that quiz before I started working with her. So she could know what kind of client I was going to be. <laughs> we, I love that. But also if we're going to talk about food for a second, as a manifesting generator, your so when it comes to food, you are here to eat things that light you up and like to keep tapping into like, oh, do I really want another bite of asparagus? And your body will be like, nah. And then you listen to it. And then also there's this piece, because we're not we're not pure generators. We got that manifester piece and if you believe something is healthy for you, it will be healthy for you. Oh. If you believe it's not healthy for you, you like won't be able to digest it. Oh, thank you for that. Because food is where my big block is. And I think that's why her and I have connected so well is I use my parallels and my struggles with food and she makes it really easy for me with how some of my clients feel about just getting dressed and feeling like themselves where to me it feels so easy and I'm like you just do this and that's what she does to me you just put pumpkin seeds in the oatmeal and I'm like okay well I'm gonna have to message you every day and you're going to say to me just do this because I always get in my head food is very black and white to me where I know nothing in life is black and white Mm. But for some reason, food is the space where I cannot get out of my head between healthy and unhealthy and enjoying food and then just using food as, you know, 
um, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, to make me feel fucking better because it's Friday night and I'm just going to eat a whole fucking pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're here to play. So food gets to be playful. Like when does it feel fun? And if you need more pumpkin seeds in your diet, I'll give you my golden granola recipe. Yes. So food is playful. And you know, what's also really interesting about food too, is like not that food comes up in my business all the time, but body image is the number one thing that comes up in my business around women and wanting to get dressed and what they think they're allowed to wear and what they're comfortable wearing and things like that. So it's kind of funny to me that I struggle with food so much and it just like is so prevalent and I might even be attracting those people because I need to learn that lesson. So funny that we started this whole conversation with food. And it's funny and when when we were chatting yesterday and I was like, Hey, I'd love to talk about this. And I want to talk about this angle of style and this and this. And then like your response back was two things. Remember fancy Hannah and I eat the same breakfast every day. (laughs) Yeah. So which one do you want to start with? (laughs) Either let's go with, since we're talking about food, but let's talk about the the your answer to why you said like you eat the same breakfast every day. Okay, yeah. We'll just use that to moonshot. <laughs> so there are there is there's so many different levels to human design. And one of them is it shows us how we are designed to digest food and life. And my style of digestion in human design is called taste. And this digestion is it's all about minimizing decision fatigue. So it's basically like while everyone else is whining about having the same thing, like having leftovers for dinner, I'm like, yes, (laughs) we get to eat the same thing. Like I told Katie yesterday, same breakfast every morning for like eight ish years now. And when something ends, it's over. So I used to have the same recovery smoothie after my workouts every day. And this past summer, almost a year ago, it it died for me. It it was like one day I was like, oh, this is really sweet. And the next day I tried to force it down. And I was like, I really don't like this. And then I had to say it out loud. I don't like my smoothie anymore. And then it was done. That was it. I tried um, like a month ago. I just, I had to go somewhere right after a hard workout. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try like making myself a smoothie. My first of all, my body, this is something I'd done every day. My body like didn't even know how to make it. And then as I was making it, I was like, oh, it smells so sweet. I was able to make it like halfway through. I'm like, I think I got, I got what I was supposed to get out of that. It, yeah. it kept me from like getting shaky post-workout. I love that. So, uh, how and then we were talking about that and you were like yeah and then I was like so how does that play into what you wear and how you get dressed every day (laughs) yeah you were like some people are gonna do best with like a uniform and I was like so yeah I'm designed to minimize decision fatigue but I don't really have a oh my god I do (laughs) have a uniform I was like I mean I guess I wear tank top and shorts every day and then my rationalizing brain is like well I mean I live in Florida what else am I gonna wear and then I'm like and I do have the same pair of Lululemon shorts in all the pretty colors. <laughs> and I just choose like the color and then the tank top that goes with those color shorts like every single day. But what I love that you just said is that then one day that might shift for you. And then oh, yeah. you're allowed to up level. And that's the thing I tell people all the time. We well, are talking about like 
going from zero to a hundred. And some people are like, I just want to burn my fucking closet to the ground and start over. And I'm like, doesn't happen like that. <laughs> we have to know where we are first, but and it's great to create that uniform. It's great to like tap in and know yourself and just having those ahas. You're like, Oh yeah, I do like these shorts. They look good on me. I like these colors. That's a lot of information right there. But then when you're, when those, that particular outfit is dead to you or that particular mm -hmm. cut of shorts is dead to you, you transfer what you do now and you let yourself evolve. Yes. And I, I also had some things, you know, I thought, I thought maybe like I was given a running skirt mm. and I was like, Oh, I could wear this as like, cause it was, it was a little longer as something I would never run in, but like, maybe it's cute for everyday wear. And I had a friend who looked amazing wearing this on the regular. Every time I wore it, I was like, if I was out of the house, I'd be like watching the clock to see when I got to go home and take it off. Yes. I'm like This just isn't for me. I don't like things touching my legs. Yes. Ooh, I just was writing this email. I love that so much because this has been coming up too. Is then whatever you were doing that day, your only memory is how quick can I get home and take the skirt off? I bet you don't even remember what the fuck you were doing or where you were or who you were with or the feeling, you know, all of that. Yes. It keeps you out of the present when you're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's just, okay, don't itch, don't itch. Or like, mm -hmm. or do it, is this too tight or too short? Or can people see my butt or like whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. How can you be in the moment and like truly engaged in what you're doing if you're thinking about your butt? You can't. Like I was just thinking back and that's why it's so important to like know yourself. And that's why I love the human design. And like, to me, it's all of the identity. It's all rolled up together and like what you like and what you don't like, but you also don't know unless you give yourself the shot. Mm -hmm. The problem is that a lot of times we just keep repeating the shit we don't like. <laughs> yes. But like I had this one bathing suit. I'll never forget. I was just writing this story out the other day for something. Um, I bought, we're talking about the growing up at the beach. Mm -hmm. I bought a bathing suit to take my son to his first beach trip. So my first kid, first beach trip, grew up on the beach. This is a fucking rite of passage. Okay. This isn't just a day at the beach. It's like, is my kid <laughs> sink or swim? Is he allowed in the family? <laughs> like, I don't know. And I'll never forget. I had this white Victoria's Secret bathing suit and it was just not made for me. And I don't remember anything about Landon's first trip to the beach, but I remember that goddamn bathing suit. I can describe it to you in detail. <laughs> He's 13. I can describe it to you in detail. And the saddest part about it is I didn't even get rid of it until a couple of years ago. Even though I would never wear it, I just kept it because I paid money for it or whatever that story was around it. And it's like, there's so, there's so many links to that. And to, like we were just saying, like into uh, other areas of our lives. So I think it's so fun, like connecting yeah. back. And when we hold on to things like that, that like, we're never going to wear again. It just, it's like an energy leak. It's mm -hmm. like a hole in our boat that just by doing whatever, like whether it's donating or selling it or putting it in the trash, we plug the leak and all of our energy can come back to us. And then what's possible? We have no idea because we're not used to operating from that place of like possibility. Yes. So juicy. So when I go back to the very beginning parts of someone's listening and they're like, yeah, uh, this is all fucking amazing. You guys are great. I love it. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. So you'd mentioned that you're, and I try to write it down, but I'm not good at taking notes while I'm engaging in podcasts. <laughs> I can't do it either. 
that you like to minimize your decision fatigue and where does that show up in your chart? And if someone's listening and they're like obsessed with human design, like how can they know those spaces in their chart? And then my next question is related to that. Does that show up like on the charts that you can get online? Like, I'm not sure where I did mine. I can't remember the name of it. Like body graph. Yeah. So it this, this piece about your digestion mm-hmm. is in the arrows. And okay. so you can't actually read it yourself. You need special software to be able to read it yourself. Or someone like you. Or someone like me yeah. who can tell you what your digestion type is. Uh-huh. But not all the style answers are in your <laughs> digestion. Because for <laughs> other people, like they have calm calm touch and the terms are all the human design terms are funny to me so calm touch means that you're designed when you're eating or digesting information your best you need a calm environment Mm. and the opposite that part's in air quotes the opposite of calm touch is nervous touch and those people do best i think my puppy has this um they do best in the middle of like Times Square, the mm. more activity ar- around them when they're eating, like these people are actually meant to eat on the go. So mm. what my 14 week old puppy does is he takes a bite and like runs around and goes and plays with a toy and then he'll come back and eat again. He is very much not designed to like eat it all in one sitting. And the same for like people with this digestion when they're taking in information, like they'll be listening to a podcast while they're cleaning their house, while they're going for a walk. That's how they learn. If they were to try and like sit in, what are they called? A library carousel mm-hmm. and like, oh, deep focus and get into this thing. They're not really going to learn it. They got to learn it like while they're doing other things. So these people are designed to be like listening to a podcast, listening to music, having a conversation and walking six dogs all at once. And that's how they're going to learn. That's how, And then they're eating lunch at the same time. So let me ask you a question because there's a big piece of me that's like, ooh, <laughs> that sounds like me. But I want to ask about distinguishing of like, is that really me or is that just me in survival mode? Because I feel like I have to do all the things for all the people at one time. Where does that show up in your chart to tell if it, that's so that all the digestion pieces are in the arrows? Okay, and so that's still in the part. I can tell you right now is you possibly have that one because you do have passive. You have a passive brain. Oh, yeah. It feels stu- super passive. <laughs> so, so let me explain that because, again, I find that wording weird. So people either have an active brain or a passive brain. In this part, you can tell from looking at the arrow yourself. So you got four arrows at the top of your chart. Go to the left side of your, your tent person's head. Top left arrow. If it points to the left, you have an active brain. If it points to the right, like towards the 10 person's head, you have a passive brain. So the difference is people with an active brain, that's me, our brain is going all the time. It's always ready. Mm -hmm. It's like the car engine that like you don't turn it off. It's Mm -hmm. just constantly running. And um, we need more calories because our brain needs all the calories because it's always going. People with a passive brain, your brain is more efficient. It's like you turn it off when not in use and then you turn it back on. So for someone with a passive brain, first of all, you you can't consume as much information as someone with an active brain all at once. Like Mm -hmm. active brain people will like binge on all the podcasts. The passive brain people are like, how do you, I'm always trying to catch up on 
mm-hmm. on your podcast, or I'm always trying to catch up on this information or like, how mu- how do you read that book so quickly? I fin- it took me like six months and it took you six days. How that's the difference. Um, so the passive brain person, they can be helped a lot by questions. Like they'll be like, I want to write a book, but they don't know what's in them. So they need someone that like, just keep asking questions to pull it out of them. That's juicy. I like that. I feel like that's me a lot. The, yes. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what I'm here for to ask you questions. <laughs> ask away. <laughs> that actually does help me out a lot. I think that's also why I like podcasting so much because it helps me process maybe questions that other people have asked me recently because my podcast is very much in tune to exactly what the hell is going on in my life. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's me, I guess. So you said that there's other spaces that we can look into that we can start to like glean a little bit around our personal style. What are those spaces? Yeah. So let's start with the G center. Okay. So the G center is the diamond in the middle of your chart. And if yours is defined, it's going to be yellow. Most likely it's going to be colored in the color itself doesn't matter. But if you're looking at a, one of the typical human design charts, the color choice is yellow. Um, so if you have a, de- a defined colored in G center, you and me both have this, Katie, mm-hmm. um, we know who we are and we are the same person in every situation. Mm-hmm. So like you can dress us up in fancy clothes. We're still the same, same girl, mm-hmm. the same girl anywhere. You can like teach me manners. I'm still going to show up as the same human. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be funny. Yeah, like <laughs> I can't. And if we were to try to fake it to like be somebody else to belong, it's just horrible for us. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, we're horrible at it. Like mm-hmm. we are so awkward when we're trying to be someone we're not. And other people don't buy it. Like, they're just like, what, what is going on? Yes. I've experienced that. Like in spaces where I thought I had to be a certain way because whatever. And I's like, oh, that's terrible. Like that one podcast I was thinking of, that person just triggered a memory of a different life event that I didn't feel authentic. And I think I wasn't showing up as my most authentic self on that because I was like channeling this weird version of myself. So for, this just made me think of, for me, so I have naturally curly hair. And sometimes when I get my hair cut, the stylist will blow dry it straight afterwards. It's fun for like an hour. And then I start feeling really uncomfortable. Really? I'm, I feel really out of alignment. Like it's not me. That's a defined G-Center thing. I feel the opposite on my hair though. I just sent an email about this. Like my hair is naturally wavy, but I don't like... I identify it into when I'm on vacation, I fucking love wearing my hair naturally curly. And sometimes on the weekends in the summer too. But during the week when I am working, I just like slick my straight hair because it gives me a, cause I like to dress really casual and for my hair to be really sleek kind of gives me the balance between the two. Mm. So when it's curly, I feel like it's too much casual. I mean, it's funny cause I like, First of all, it took me so long to own my curls. Mm-hmm. So long. My whole childhood, I would ask my mom, like all the girls in my class were getting perms. And I'm like, mom, can I get a perm? And she'd be like, you have curly hair. But <laughs> yeah, I would, I like, 
I, I, I compute that. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> so it's like I finally owned my curls, and now you go and straighten, and I look like all these, all the fancy girls. I look like all the <laughs> all the yeah. online coaches, and I'm like, I, that's not me, though. I love it. I mean, I love that you know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What are some other examples of like that you can think of off the top of your head of like define G centers and like how that might show up in someone's life? Just I don't so know yeah, a define G center. So I already mentioned the like we got to talk things out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what the open G center and like the, there you go. Go the opposite of the defined G center. So these people are chameleons. If you have an open G center, that means when you look at your chart, no matter where you got your chart from, it's going to be white. That diamond in the center. And this means that you're a different person in different environments and your environment is really going to impact you. So these people will look totally different. Like you, for, I've had experiences where I haven't recognized a friend of mine who has an open G center in a different situation because when she's with different people, she dresses differently. Her hair is different. Everything is different that it, and they morph into this other version of themselves. And this isn't them not being authentic. This is simply another authentic version of them. This mm-hmm. is their superpower. Something that you and me absolutely do not have. Mm. That's super interesting. I see like my daughter, she doesn't change her physical appearance, but I feel like, okay, she doesn't change her clothes, her hair, right? Also, she's fucking nine. So <laughs> it's not like she's doing wardrobe changes, but it's almost like her physical body shifts, like the way she carries herself is totally different um, in different situations. And I've just noticed that like, I love watching it though. It's one of the most fascinating things that I see. Like, I don't know. I just love it because it's not, not her. Yeah. She's too young to think like, Oh, I'm doing this. or I'm doing that. Or I'm with this person. or I'm with this. It's so completely natural. And it's just so her. I'm a, my husband and I were just talking about it this weekend because we saw it happening and he was like, I love it. He was like, I just love watching her do this and like explore all these sides of herself. That is so cool. So there, there are like 10 different versions, maybe more of her. Whereas like you and me, there's one version. There can be the fancy version. There's the casual version. There's the sporty spice version. There's like all oh, these always. different, like we can put on different costumes. Yeah. But it's still like same Katie in there. Mm-hmm. You still, there's always this underlying that you know you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I'm still sarcastic. No, no matter how fancy I am or unfancy I am. It's it's really interesting. I never thought about it. And like I I just never thought about that for her. So I know I'm gonna have to go look at her chart. I think yes. I have it somewhere. Unpanned. Mm. All right, what's next? What other um so another center is the sacral center. So mm-hmm. if you are a generator or a manifesting generator, you have a defined sacral center. If you are a manifester or projector or a reflector, you have an open sacral center. So the sacral center is all about our desires. And as generators and manifesting generators, we are here to follow our desires. We feel our own desires in our body. We're going to respond. We're going to feel like, oh, that feels really fun. I'm really excited about that. And we're meant to follow that. If you are a projector, a manifester, or a reflector, you're going to feel and amplify other people's desires. Mm -hmm. 
So when it comes to knowing what you like in terms of clothes, you don't know anything when you're with somebody else. So you got to get in your own energy. So Mm -hmm. like your clients, Katie, who might be non-sacral beings, if you're like, Hey, do you like this? I think this would look really good on you. They're probably going to say like, absolutely. Oh my God. I love it so much. And then they'll get to be by themselves. And they're like, wait a second. Do I like this? Mm -hmm. So what I say for the easiest example for this, for me is going out to dinner. If you are a projector, a manifester or reflector, you're going out to dinner with friends, look at the menu ahead of time, decide what you want by choosing what feels good to you. Maybe write it down. And then ideally order first. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't order first, just remember you've written it down and go check your notes and like read off it or even show the server, this is what I want. Because you are more likely, like if you wait until other people have ordered, you'll be like, oh my God, the Portobello burger sounds amazing. I'll have that. And then it comes and you're like, oh, I actually wanted spaghetti. (laughs) Not what I wanted at all. (laughs) <laughs> like I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. So that's so interesting that you said that because I try to be really cognizant of that when I'm working with someone. And before we even get to close, I, and I don't know, some of my clients love it. I'm sure some of them think it's annoying. <laughs> I make them do so much of building their own foundation of you tell me, I need you to tell me this. I need you to tell me this. Have you ever thought about this? Have you done this? Like, I want all of this background, foundational, like identity, personality stuff before I'll even begin to even talk to you about clothes. Sometimes we don't even get for like two to three weeks. Well, in the, like, if I'm taking someone through this whole like coaching package thing on all of the pieces, like I make them sit with that. I remember I did have one client, we talked about it on the podcast. So, and I gave her this assignment and she was like, okay, well, first of all, I haven't done it because it's kind of (laughs) dumb. And then we were laughing about it and I was like, okay, but just like do it. Like, even if it doesn't help you with your clothes, like something's going to like come up for you. And then the next one, the next message I get was like, holy shit, why did I wait to do this? I learned so much about myself and now I see where that helps me in all these Mm -hmm. other areas in my life, not just the clothes, but also the clothes. And so that feels kind of validating for me. It's like, okay, yeah, keep doing that. So that when I get on the phone with these people, you know, I don't want to like influence you. That's, I'm really just trying to hold the mirror for you and create the space for you and hold you a little accountable. I share my knowledge, of course, but at the end of the day, I want you to feel good. It's not about how I feel. Yeah. You're the one that is you being like your clients are the ones who are putting those clothes on their bodies and hopefully wearing them again and again and again and again. Oh, that's juicy. I didn't know that. So you said reflectors projectors and manifestors mm-hmm. open sacral open sacral so they feel and amplify other people's desires so they need to get in their own energy to know what they actually like and what they oh, want so good so now anyone who's thinking about working with me that's listening to this podcast that hasn't worked with me yet and those that i am working with send me your human design yes <laughs> <I> yes <laughs> 
Because now I need to know if you, what you're, it's so funny. Now I'm going to have to go back to some of my clients I do now. So now I'm going to go back and see like, who is a manifester and who is a reflector? Because I have one friend that I can totally see this. She's um, a projector and I can totally see this. My son is projector too. He's the only one in my house. Sucks to be him. (laughs) Or that's so interesting. It's always so interesting when there's like one projector amidst all these sacral beings or like one MG, for instance, among all these projectors that MG is often constantly told, shh, you're too much. Yeah. I I can't, I think my daughter's a manifesting generator and I think I'd have to go back and I think my husband's a generator, but my son's the only projector and yeah, he is, I would call him like the old Saul. He's like the Oracle. Oh, he's house. here to guide the rest of you. Actually, yeah. he might not even be here to guide you guys, but he is guide here to guide others. Yeah. Here to guide he people. is wise beyond his years and mature beyond his years. Mm-hmm. I try not to go to him. Like I'm trying to relate, Katie, you're the parent. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I just go to him and I'm like, xyz and he'll just like just say it and i'm like that's exactly what i needed you to say like that or what i needed to hear we i feel like this goes back to our earlier conversation about doing things in order versus doing things out of order so doing things in order would be remembering you're the parent and you can't go to your kid for guidance Mm -hmm. break the break the glass Mm -hmm. shatter all of those rules your son is the one who is, you know, projectors are the bird on the branch watching the rest of us. He knows all the things. He sees everything. He so does. Go, use yeah. his guidance. That's what he's here for. He does. And the, I'm always scared. I'm like, oh, don't put your shit on him. He's just a kid. But if I'm just asking him like a question and he's already seen it play out anyway, right? <laughs> he lives in him. <laughs> you're simply inviting him to share his guidance. Yeah. Because he would never come up that's so funny that I forgot about the invitation because he would never like offer mm-hmm. his advice but he's usually dead on he's just he's so polar opposite of my daughter I'm like that's another podcast that would be a fun <laughs> podcast I talk to him all the time I saw him all the time like I'm like sorry like do you, do you need to talk do you need some time like do you like need something that's like because I feel like I spent a lot of time with your sister because she is outwardly, openly saying to me constantly, like, I need you to do this. I need this. I need this. I, you know, I want this. I want this. And he doesn't, he just like, you know, doing his own thing. He's always been like that. It's not just because he's a teenager now. Like he's always been like that. And then, but now it's just funny because he is a teenager. His reaction is a little different than it used to be when he was younger. I was like, I just don't want you to feel like you're being left out. I can't imagine what it's like to be up against that energy all the time. Because mm-hmm. I am that energy. <laughs> and that's, and I think it's so interesting when the dynamic is shifted. Like my dad is a projector and I know from the day I came into this world, he's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what is this giant ball of energy? And to have that be different, like you come into this family and be like, whoa. Yeah, like what did these I people are a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, he's got to feel like that constantly against the three of us. Mm-hmm. And the three of us are all very big in our own ways, but we're all very big. 
So I just can't imagine what that um, feels like. This is super juicy. So we have G centers, sacral centers. I have super basic um, knowledge of human design. So you have to lead. What, okay. What so else? the next thing I feel like including reflectors. Dear reflectors, you're totally different every single day. You're totally different every single moment. So when it comes to choosing clothes, I have no idea how you do that. Like <laughs> all the options, I guess. And you just flow with what you're feeling on that day because every single day your chart is going to be different. So one of my reflect, I have one client that I know for sure is a reflector. Um, the way she framed up to me was it for her, it was costumes. Yeah. It was like trying on that different self every day. Mm-hmm. She said, every time I get dressed, I just think of it as I'm putting on a costume. And like, it, it really, because I'm always like, you know, dress for how you want to feel. How do you want to feel today? Like, what are your words? What channels that energy for you in your wardrobe? And then she was like, I love that. She was like, but for me, I just think of it as a costume. It's like, what yeah. costume am I going to wear today? I feel like that is thank you. Thank you to your client. Those are the perfect words for mm-hmm. reflecting. I'll never forget it. Like it's one of those moments where it like sticks out in your brain and you're like, oh, there's something here. And that was way in the beginning of me running. And, she's and that is so client. because a reflector is so fluid mm-hmm. that they can't they can't have a personal style. Like one personal that. style. So there you go, reflectors. That's your permission to dress however the fuck you want. Yes. I'm gonna actually just send her that. That was something I think she struggled with, and all not again how you do one thing is how you do everything. It wasn't just the way she dressed. I think she felt like she struggled with that in her way she was running her business and like her personal life, all these other things. It was like, oh, you know, like a one. <laughs> yeah, piece. you reflector. You don't have a type. You don't have a niche. You don't, you are, yes. you are water. You are a river constantly moving and mm-hmm. you're never going to be like the water that touches, that flows over a rock is it's never going to be the same water. No, oh, I love that so much. And then manifestors taking it back to where we started with food mm-hmm. manifestors, whatever they believe is true for them. So if a manifestor is like, I love yellow and I look fabulous in yellow velvet. Then, damn it, you do. They look fabulous in yellow velvet. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that so much. I love that so much. I started switching my color capsules to that to be more personality based. Then, when I look at someone, you know, I try to like be like, yeah, this probably would look good on you, or this shade or tone would probably look good on you. But I also have opened it up to like, what's your personality? Like, because you could have a muted, like super even contrast, right? To your physical appearance, um, hair, lips, eyes, um, skin tone, and maybe muted colors look fucking fabulous on you. But if you tell me you are a fucking badass and you're here to take over the world, <laughs> then you need some bright colors too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes me think too, Katie, what's... If I ask you what your favorite color is, what are you going to say? Oh, shit. My favorite one. I don't think I have a favorite one. This is my point. (laughs) And I did a whole like lean back in the chair. I had to look up at the sky. Like that was such a visual response. I was like, pick a color. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I can't. So I will say my favorite color is sunrise. Mm. Because it's orange, red, pink, yellow. It's the color of a sunrise. Oh, I'm going to say mine's sunset because you get more pinks and purples. Mm, and there, you mm. there you go. But I think an MG, mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, my favorite color is red. My favorite color is blue. Mm-mm. We're like, wait, wh- one, one, th- no. Like, I don't know about you, but I never, and I know you're an upholder, but I never follow the rules when someone's like, tell me three things about this. Mm, sorry, you got six or you got yes. more or you got two. This is where I felt like I always struggled just in my existence is that I was always playing both sides of that, of that. I was really good at upholding because I think that was a learned response to get what I wanted to get. But then I never felt like I always felt I was like this. Okay. Here's a really good example. Before I became, before I remembered who the hell I was and I became a personal stylist and all the things, I literally have a certified project manager PMP that I went through (laughs) and got certified to do that for like whatever. To me, those two things can't be more opposite. It was like, here is the box in the very linear way that you get through this process. And like, it was just like safe for me, I guess. But I never felt like I was being my most authentic self. And then when I remembered, I was like, oh my God. So I think the upholding is a little bit of a byproduct of the generation I grew up with the technology that was available to me, proximity of the people that were around me. And just, you know, whatever those childhood things were. And we all, and we grow up with the desire to belong. And like our whole life, we want to belong. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we recognize that we can only belong to ourselves. Yes. That we like free ourselves. And that was literally like yesterday for me. So here we are. <laughs> oh my God. That's, yeah. And it's so... It's so funny to me because this has been another theme. This whole podcast is really about themes that's come up in our life. <laughs> another thing that's been coming up for me is this whole fucking thing called middle age, which mm, I have such a problem with because technically middle age is 40 to 60. And a lot of my clients, are if they're not in their 40s, are headed into their 40s. And that's another one of the rubs I get is, am I too old? I can't dress like this. I'm too old. I'm too old. I'm too old. And hear me out. I'm going to live to be 120, but just say, you know, like that doesn't happen and I only live to be 100, then how the fuck is 40 middle age? Like I'm not even to the halfway point. And like literally if we do live to be 120, that's 80 more years. But like why when I say like, yeah, just yesterday I realized that like I did, I think it honestly takes into a certain point because it's, you're not middle-aged. <laughs> I hate that term so much. You're literally just entering a phase of your life where you're remembering that you, you are allowed to be the person in charge. You are uh, th- that number, like whatever, <sighs> however old you are, why does it have to mean anything? Oh, I'm done. Like with we're that. past the age of you you know you can get your license at 16 you can yeah. vote at 18 you mm-hmm. can drink at 21 now your age actually doesn't mean anything doesn't mean shit <laughs> i guess if you want to live in a 50 plus community <laughs> that might be oh and getting like senior discounts yeah well i just got my aarp mailer the other day so <laughs> i guess it doesn't matter 
But that's just something else that comes up for me a lot. Like when people are like, I can't dress that way. I can't do this. And I can't do that. And, and it's not really a lot of the women that I come to that I work with, they're really ready to let go of that story. Right. Mm -hmm. You just want someone who can cheer them on in that space. But I challenge I w- another podcast episode a couple weeks ago that I released. We were talking about that. And we're talking about like JLo and if she's in her fifties and she can do whatever the fuck she wants, then why can't you? Exactly. And a lot of people will scoff at that, but I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like why can't I used to? Yeah. So when I coached athletes as a triathlon coach and even teaching spin classes and stuff, I came up against this all the time. These women were like, I can't be an athlete. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. What? And whatever age they were, whether they were 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, I was like, I just got back from nationals or worlds where I saw a bunch of people your age or older. They're total bass- badasses. They are racing. Why aren't you? Mm-hmm. They own the fact that they're an athlete. You can't, if you want to be an athlete, you can be an athlete. Can be anything you want to be. You can. And you can wear anything you want to wear. Yes. I feel like that's the mic drop moment of this podcast. <laughs> gonna let it go right there (laughs) this was super fun and thank you so much for going through um all the different centers and the things i got some really juicy intel out of this and the one thing that i love about you that i also love around like human design and personality stuff is Oh, the level of permission that comes with knowing those things. So thanks for handing out the permission slips, whether we need them or not. Sometimes some of us need that little nudge to allow ourselves to step into the joy. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if people are like, oh my God, I love you so much. How can they get in contact with you? And they want to get into their human design charts now because they want to know how to dress. <laughs> how can they call you? <laughs> they I can go to KelseyAbbott.com. They'll find everything they need there. Yeah, because you're not on social media. And I, love I am not on social media. I've been off social media since 2020. And, and look, and we met and you're not on social media. And we continue to keep in touch through different very through different apps and be and be on each other's podcasts. And that's another podcast right there, is getting off of social media. But yeah. Like you can still create amazing relationships with other people without social media. Yeah. You can Personally. still have friends. You can make friends and keep friends without social media. <laughs> We're proof. <laughs> Maybe even better than with social media. True. Oh. True. Cause now I have to ask you like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we have to have a real conversation. Yeah. I don't just see it on social. All right. So KelseyAbbott.com. Check you out. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And thank you so much for sharing so much juicy information. Thank you. I love you. Mwah.